Hello, and welcome to PW's LitCast, a podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and editors creating great books in all genres. I'm Mark Rotella, Senior Editor at Publishers Weekly, and today I'm speaking with Christopher Kies, whose essay collection out there is published by Falcon and is the sponsor of today's podcast. Hello, Christopher. Hello. So you are the VP and editor of Outside Magazine, and the book is called Out There, The Wildest Stories from Outside Magazine. So first, let me, let me get you uh, to define what wildest was for your selection. Yeah, well, Out There, I should say, um, has always been part of our DNA. It was a column actually titled Out There, written by uh, Randy Wayne Wright, one of our longtime contributors. And his stories always had sort of a misadventurous bent. Um, we would send him somewhere and inevitably something terrible would go wrong, but terrible in the sense that it was fantastic for the story. And um, I think these these stories, this collection of stories is really trying to capture that spirit where it's it's there is a lot of straight, hard reporting in here, but um, uh, at the core of all of these stories, there's an element of misadventure, visits to strange locations on the earth, people with wild and bizarre obsessions and trying to get at the heart of, of why they become obsessed with these things. So the magazine was started in 1977. What was your timeline for inclusion of essays in this, in this collection? I mean, I guess it must have been since Out There column was started? Um, yeah, we had started um, an effort to do another anthology uh, marking the 40th anniversary of Outside. And so we wanted this to encompass our entire history, but it's definitely heavily weighted towards our, I would say, since the uh, around 2000. And that's mostly because we've done three anthologies in the past and um, didn't want to visit too much of that older material, but we also definitely wanted to nod to some of our more well-known writers from the past, um, including David Quammen and Tim Cahill and Susan Orlean. I want to jump in in a minute to talk about some of these essays in here, but when, you, when you're looking back at the magazine and trying to select the essays that you're going to include, it must have been tough. What was your, uh, what were your, guiding, uh, what was your guiding premise? Yeah, it was tough. And again, I think um, if we were to really weigh the entire uh, canon from you know, the late 70s, 80s, and 90s as heavily as we did the more recent one, it would have been an even tougher task to cull because there's some classics that go way back. Uh, one of my all-time favorite outside stories is a He's got by Donald Katz called The King of the Ferret Leggers, which is about a man who competes in this rare British sport where they literally put ferrets down their pants and see how long they can last. Um, and it's just an absolute classic. But it had been included in our um, previous two anthologies, and so we wanted to present some of the newer material. Um, but we also have the uh, – at the magazine, we have the fortune of – of having some editors who have been here quite a long time. So there's great institutional memory. And so it was really a group of us who first, you know, did the first call to try to get it to, you know, 50 or 60 pieces. And then um, we kind of built our themes of, of these, which are, you know, the, the obsessions, the sports, and the kind of um, far-flung locales. And we wanted, you know, 10, 10 to 12 great essays that fit the bill in each of those categories. All right. Well, let's jump into the first of the three parts that the book is divided uh, by the three sections. Uh, this is to Helen Back, which you just mentioned. And it begins with a trip to Greenland as described by novelist Wells Tower. What happens? Tell us about that one. Well, 
we already we knew that Wells was a gigantic literary talent, and he'd written a couple stories for us in the past, which we were very pleased with. But this story really, for us, kind of put him on the map. He has an unbelievable relationship with his brother, and he's not afraid to exploit that in his writing. Uh, kind of the rivalries that go on, and then his father happens to be an incredible character too. So the three of them set off to Greenland, and it's really. Um, it's not so much a, uh, a, a travel uh, reminiscence as it is about um, you know, a family dynamic that is dysfunctional at best. So what happens in Greenland? I mean, so we're talking Greenland, which is really kind of icy and snowy, unlike Iceland, which has some greenery. Well, uh, they can't agree on where they're going to go, what they're going to do. Um, the brothers are practically at fisticuffs at, at, at all times. And meanwhile, their father is... Um, um, suffering from cancer, and, and they're, this is supposed to be their sort of swan song last trip with their father. Wow. And so uh, I, could, I, I imagine things probably get a little worse from there. Yeah, it, it basically goes all downhill from there, but it's, um, it, there are several laugh-out-loud moments just of the dynamic between the three of them. So another piece in here is called Extreme Wellness. Now, uh, I'm getting the feeling that this might be uh, uh, extreme ways to, to get well, uh, uh, meaning in a healthy, uh, adventurous way. Absolutely. This is by Taffy, Taffy Bredesser Ackner. Uh, tell us about that one. Um, so Taffy is a writer that um, we've been wanting to get in the magazine for a long time, and we're just looking for the right assignment for her. And we had been noticing, you know, as, as everybody has, just sort of this explosion in the wellness movement um, and the kind of increasingly extreme measures um, wellness operations are going and these kind of wild uh, treatments that you can do, um, starting with, uh, well, uh, what's called a vaginal steam. <laughs> 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 and um, I think the first line of, uh, if I can find it, um, kind of says everything about this piece. Um, One's vagina should be steamed in the upright position. Um, that tells you the tone <laughs> and the um, the kind of th the kind of um, treatments that she was looking at. But really, we wanted to for her to take a broad uh, survey of what's out there and and write about it from the point of view of perspective of a woman and kind of all the pressures that are on you as a woman um, to maintain this sort of perfect essence and lifestyle and um, so you know some of them you know were very enjoyable obviously like uh, these massages that at, at a spa we sent her to but some of them were much more on the wild side well, you know, I've noticed looking through that there are quite a few uh, women authors in the first section, maybe half of them are. And I imagine this is just, you know, uh, that there are just more women writing now uh, about extreme uh, sports than, say, maybe Outside Magazine when it first started in 77. What was your, your process for selecting? Uh, was it just really just the ones that the essays that stood out to you? Yeah, it was really the essays that stood out to us, but you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, if you look back, um, you know, we've always had some incredible female voices, uh, women voices in our magazine. Um, you know, Susan Orlean, I mentioned early, Annie Prue, um, Sarah Corbett, you know, people going way back. Um, but the balance absolutely was, uh, has been skewed heavily male. Um, and I think in the last 20 years, and particularly the last five to ten years, we've made a much more concerted effort to get more female voices into the magazine and 
balance out the bylines and have that more of that perspective. And so I think that's reflected in the selections here, mostly because, as I said, we, we really weighed toward the more recent past. Well, let's do talk about Susan Orland again, since you had mentioned her, and since her essay here, A Bullfighter Checks Her Makeup, is something that, that's been, that is, uh, you know, one of her best-known essays. You know, she's got many. Uh, but uh, tell us about this one. Um, well, this was, I believe this was some, or signed around um, in the mid-90s. And at that time, maybe not as much a, a, now, but I'm, you know, I'm not as familiar with the, um, the bullfight, bullfighting as a sport, but certainly in that era, this title to this piece, The Bullfighter Checks Her Makeup, kind of told you everything you needed to know about what this story is about. Yeah. Um, it, this was about uh, a female bullfighter in Spain and um, something that we hadn't heard of before. Um, this piece predates me, but I remember that vividly when I got this issue of the magazine when I was in college and reading this piece. And, you know, it's a rumination on what it means to be female in, in, a, in a sport like this, but also um, Susan's own perspectives on bullfighting and um, how it's played out as sort of a, a literary uh, tool throughout the ages. So that's in the section called Let the Games Begin, which obviously is about games. And you also have something in there, which I, I, I was, I, at first glance, I thought, what is this doing in there? It's called Cousiers by Eric Hansen, which is about the uh, Quidditch World Cup, uh, played by Harry Potter fans now. At first read, that, that doesn't seem like anything that's too terribly wild. What, what, what's going on there? Well, the idea was, um, again, Misadventure, and I think Eric tapped into kind of a um, uh, a theme that has been exploited in the sports world for for a long time. You know, dating back to George Plimpton, which was a full immersion into a sport. So we not only wanted to cover Quoosiers and this kind of bizarre idea that um, you know a sport from Harry Potter, which re requires flight <laughs> in the magical book. Mm -hmm. um, was actually being competed for real on uh, grass fields. And there's, a, there's something called a world championship of it now. And, you know, as, as it, it does make sense given how popular those books are and that this is, a you know, a, a largely a college sport. So these kids that came of age with those books are, are trying to compete in it. But what Eric wanted to do was assemble a team and assemble a team of people like you who kind of looked at this like, what what the heck are these people doing? Okay, well, let's take it really seriously and see how we do. Um, so he had a blast, and obviously, um, as is to be expected, uh, started taking it pretty seriously. Okay, that sounds great. Um, and then you also have something in the third part, which is uh, by, uh, the, the third part is called Consumed, uh, an essay by Steve, Stephen Rinella called The Brotherhood of the Very Expensive Pants about a man's peculiar hobby. Um, uh, tell us about that one. Yes, well, as we all know, um, jeans are kind of the, the denim in particular, are the, you know, the icon of American fashion. And designers um, in New York are constantly looking to get inspiration and um, nods from the past and, and our history with jeans. So there's a man who literally travels through ghost towns and crawls into, you know, attic crawl spaces and basements of uh, old buildings looking for discarded denim that has um, a real vintage feel. And then he can sell it for... Um, huge sums of money to these designers looking to get their hands on it. 
Amazing. <laughs> that's yeah. great. And uh, so that section closes with a uh, somewhat irreverently titled piece by Sarah Corbett. Yes, it is a lovely morning. Now, why didn't you just go to hell? Yeah. <laughs> and this is a story that we've actually looked at revisiting again because, um, you know, there's this Antarctic research station where you have um, researchers from all over the world sharing this very confined space in Antarctica. And as you can imagine, um, given the isolation, um, the, the lack of, of, of other people to mingle with, um, some, some dysfunctional dynamics start to creep up. So we sent her down to, to report on the kind of crazy infighting that goes on among these scientists and researchers who live on, in, the, in the field out there. Wow. Well, it sounds like an excellent collection. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, we're really excited about it, and I think, um, yeah, every piece is, is really, um, we're really proud of. Well, Christopher, really nice to meet you over the phone, and uh, audience, thank you so much for listening to us, and please join us for the next PW LitCast. <laughs>